Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Poppy and Holman Sports Lab. I am Poppy. And I am Holman. On this podcast, we'll be discussing sports and whatever else just comes to mind. Thank you all for tuning in. We appreciate y'all being here, and we hope you're ready to have a good time with us. Let's get it. What's going on, Poppy? What's up, dude? How you doing? Doing pretty good, buddy. Doing pretty good. I'm a little less under the weather this week. Yeah, that's a good thing. So, <laughs> we're on the come up here. My man Holman helped me move into move into my new house uh, on Saturday. Sure did. And he was like, sh- like the struggle was on a struggle. Dude, I was, I was in rough shape. Yeah, he was definitely in rough shape. He was definitely not in a position to lift any like lift couches and shit. And you know what? It's funny enough. Uh, the couch you were well, you were there. The couch that my mother bought for Gosh. the new house does not fit in our living room. Does not. So guess who bought a new couch already? Another new couch. Another new couch, yes. <laughs> Man, that thing was not the easiest thing to get into the house it's either. It's being delivered next week, the new couches. Well, where's the old new couch? It's staying in the spot that it's in for another two weeks. So we're about to have a living room with three couches. What? uh, Where are they going to put the other couch? That's not for me to decide. I don't know. Maybe Pooh Shiesty across the street will take it. (laughs) Oh, my God. That guy's guy's a menace to society. We pull up. We pull up back at Holman's apartment after going to go get Buffalo Wild Wings, and we see some dude standing on the top of his goddamn balcony, no shirt on, wearing sweatpants, wearing a wearing a shiesty for a mask, just watching some kid dribble a basketball out in the middle of the street. Dude's just thugging. Oh, you straight up. You straight. This dude. This dude straight up looked like he just. He just got done. He just got done a little jog around the neighborhood, and now he's about to go rob the bank down the street. <laughs> Big purr. Dude, he's masked. He's, he's masked up and ready to go. Dude's out there thugging in Hanover, Pennsylvania. Like I, like I, like I thought I, I, I thought I'd seen it all living in like Eldersburg and Westminster and working in Baltimore. No, yeah, you thought. Yeah, I did not know that uh, people were thugging like that out here in, in Hanover. I didn't know that they were either. That's a scary thought. Were you, you, you got some champion boxer stolen like what two weeks ago? Also, yeah. It's probably Pooh Shiesty up there. It probably was Pooh Shiesty. He's, he's probably wearing them when he was standing on the porch. Those are the same, uh, I don't know if it's the same guys, same apartment that when Sarah and I were walking out of the car, oh, um, I remember this story, yelled yeah. across the street and said, damn, shawty has got a dump truck. Yeah. We just kept it pushing. And then we spent, and then I remember when you told me that story, you spent like an additional 30 minutes just coming up with the most ridiculous things to say back to him. Yeah. <laughs> You should have, you should have, you should have, uh, should have given him a little show there, Holman. Showed him my ass. Well, that's not what I was gonna. That's not what I was gonna recommend to say, but I don't want to get canceled. So, oh, that probably would have confused him big time. If I showed him my ass, but like, thanks, man. I've been working on it. Yeah, just put, just should have pull your cheeks out and walk into your apartment building. I do my squats. Yeah, there you go. I I don't actually I haven't. I've been very inconsistent with in the gym with my uh, my new work schedule. Those uh, 13, 14 hour days make it a little tough. Dude, I've been very inconsistent. I live like five minutes away from the gym now. I think I've been once since I've moved. Okay, but you've been on the move. You're getting the new place set up. That's 
It's very true. We're still we're still in the we're still on the temporary site. We're not in the new podcast room yet because it still looks like a damn bombing off of my house. Yeah, but we're gonna get the lab set up. Um, slowly. We're slowly. Getting, we're, uh, we're we're getting there. We got we got the core. I just gotta get the boxes out of the way. Find out a seating arrangement and get a table, and then we're gonna be set and ready to go. And we got uh we got something big coming on the podcast here shortly. Yeah, very very big. I don't know if we're gonna talk about it now. We might pocket it, and we might. Yeah, uh, let's pocket it. But it's big. Yeah, it's big. Yeah, big, big, big things coming on our and on our end. So, um, just be on the lookout. You'll know what it is. You'll know what it is when we uh when we get the opportunity to mention it for sure. Yeah. So, um, I love the uh I love the little the little bullshit part of the uh of the show here at the beginning. But what do you think we hop into the uh the the madness that is the NBA? We got to man. We got to go March Madness, didn't you? Well, I, I, I really don't care which one we talk we we jump into because they both piss me off. <laughs> All right. Well, Iowa sucks. Well, yeah. Are we starting with college or are we starting with the NBA? Let's just start with college. Yeah. Literally, like five minutes ago. We're recording this on a Thursday. Yeah. Because your boy has big plans tomorrow night. Yeah, he does. Um, so we're recording this Thursday. We just got done watching Iowa lose to Richmond. That really pisses me off because I had Iowa as a sleeper to go to the Final Four. And uh, I picked them to go to the Final Four in my bracket. Uh, I had them losing in the Sweet 16. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not super devastating to me, but it does kind of suck. Yeah, I mean, it's Because like, I, was, I was flawless. Up until then? Up until assholes. I think I I picked somebody else, and I just don't know. Let's see. I, I'm, I, actually, have, I actually have my bracket sitting right here. Okay. I was actually... I wanted to talk about who you had, like, maybe in your... Um, your Elite Eight Final Four and who you had in the championship and who you thought were going to win. So I think this is a good time to list, just jump right into that. Son of a bitch. Well, in my Elite in my in the... So, okay, so my Elite Eight, um, starting in the West, which is the region with Gonzaga. My Elite Eight, I have uh, Gonzaga. No, Elite Eight. Yeah, Elite, yep. Elite Eight's going to be Gonzaga versus Texas Tech. I have Gonzaga winning that one. Um, I also have Texas Tech knocking off Duke. Um, to get to the Elite Eight. Okay. It's just something about the Duke team. I don't have a lot of faith in them this year. Yeah. They, they've been so wishy-washy. I mean, especially when you have somebody along the lines of Paolo Banchero playing with you as well, who could who could be but won't be the number one pick in the draft. Coach K's last ride, you'd think there would be like a little bit of like gas of, in the tank. A little but... bit of fire. But, I mean, I mean, they, they could change a lot um, when they actually start playing. But I, I personally don't see it. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Um, oh, shit. I picked San Diego State to be Providence. Oh heavens! So I'm uh, I'm 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 really on the really on the old struggle bus right now. Yeah, you're you're. Mm. Yeah, I don't I I I I don't know what's going on. Okay, I'm very I'm very sleep deprived. I actually had to be at work in five hours. Well, so we get it. So so we're let's get it popping here. Yeah, so we're so we're so we're getting it popping. Uh, out in the East Region, which is the one but ran by Baylor as the number one seed, I actually have St. Mary's playing Kentucky in the Elite Eight. Um, Baylor's another team that I don't have a lot of faith in this year. Um, and something about St. Mary's, I, I, I see them making a run. Um, ultimately I think Kentucky ends up winning that region. Um, I think Kentucky should have been, should have been a number one overall seed, but that's just my personal opinion. Um, in the South, I got Arizona and Michigan. Michigan. You got them making a deep run. Very deep run. Yeah, man. That's Michigan was one of those teams where I really don't think they deserve to be in the tournament, but now that they are here, I think they're going to make a lot of noise. Do you think Jawan Howard tries to fight anybody? 
I hope. I pray he does. That'd be cool, dude. That that would be really really cool. Um, and then ultimately I have Arizona winning that region. Okay. Um, and then in the Midwest, I actually had Iowa taking on Wisconsin in the Elite Eight, and I had Iowa winning. So. I'm on the struggle bus a little early. And that one stings. Yeah, that one stings a little bit. But it, it's it's that's why you do this stuff. It's yeah. like it's it's fun to see what will happen. Um so my final four I have Gonzaga playing Kentucky um in the first game. I have Gonzaga winning that game, and then I had Arizona and Iowa. I had Arizona winning that one, and ultimately I have Gonzaga winning the national championship. Okay. Well, that one could still come true for you. Yeah, I mean, well, <laughs> Gonzaga, last I checked, they were down by two at half. Um Fourteen minutes into the game, fourteen minutes into the second half, they're up by two against Georgia State. So, that Four, are, fourteen minutes left. What did I say? Fourteen minutes in. My apologies. Yeah, fourteen minutes left. It's okay. Yeah. So for my Elite Eight, I have Gonzaga making it into the Elite Eight, beating Arkansas, hmm. and then I have Texas Tech beating Duke as well, hmm. making it in, uh, coming out of the West, um, coming out of the East. I agree with you as well. I have Baylor and Kentucky making it out. Um, I actually have Baylor beating UCLA, which I, I tried to change. I think I told you this. I tried to change it to UCLA. Yeah. I don't know why it didn't change. It didn't, like, save it for me because um, this was, like, two days ago. <laughs> A little little thing of water there. Whoops. Yeah, uh, whoops. And then I have uh, Kentucky beating Purdue. I got Purdue making a decent little run here. Um, so that's the east. In the south, um, I agree with you on the Arizona, have them beaten Illinois, and then I actually have Villanova coming out beating Tennessee. Villanova's a good team. If you um if if you get Villanova into a into a position where it becomes a free throw game, good luck. Because if if the season was if Villanova's year is to end today, they would actually go down as the highest shooting free throw percentage team in NCAA Division One. Uh, men's history. I actually did not know that, but that's pretty cool. As a team, Villanova is shooting about 85% from the free throw line. They always uh, do really well in March Madness because they're a very disciplined team. Jay Wright is an incredibly good coach. He's very, very disciplined, and of course he focuses on the fundamentals, which is why they're so good at shooting their free throws and making them. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, I mean, think about it. You, if you give that team 100, 100 shots of the stripe, they're making, 80, they're making 85% of them. Yeah, that's like that's crazy like 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 you're you're, it's very very hard to be the team when they shoot 85 percent from the free throw line yeah definitely makes it i've never i've never played division one basketball but i played enough basketball to know that if you if you end up making more free throws than the other team more often than not you're you're the winner yeah i don't know what the percentage on that is but it it's definitely favoring you yes um and then coming out of the midwest i had kansas beating iowa so i had them losing in the sweet 16 iowa that is Mm. um Kansas versus Wisconsin. I have Wisconsin beating Auburn. Wisconsin beating Auburn? Yes. Who, if... Okay. Um, if you guys do remember, it was a few episodes ago, we did our like early pick. I picked Auburn to win it all. Obviously, I've changed my mind. Yeah. So, in the Elite Eight, Gonzaga versus Texas Tech. I have Gonzaga winning that one. Um, Baylor versus Kentucky. Actually, I have Kentucky winning that one. Um, Arizona versus Villanova have Arizona winning that, and then Kansas versus Wisconsin have uh Kansas winning that one. So we have we have three of the same Final Four teams. Yeah, my Final Four is Gonzaga versus Kentucky, Arizona versus Kansas. I have Gonzaga and Kansas winning those matchups respectively, and then I actually have Kansas winning the national championship. Okay, that uh that kid I can't Abaji, 
think his last name is. Yeah, he's a dog, man. Dude, that dude can score. Yeah. That dude can get a bucket. So, um, I have Kansas. I have Kansas here winning it all. Yeah, my whole thing with Gonzaga is they have, I mean, they have uh, Chet Holmgren, who could, who very well will probably be the number one overall pick in the upcoming NBA draft. Seven one, lanky, scrawny little center that just runs He's the like floor, a, can shoot the ball. He he, like his build is like a white Kevin Durant. He's very, he might actually be slimmer than Kevin Durant, but he's yes. He's very slim. He's lanky. Like bowl bowl. Yeah. Uh, and and he's he's incredibly skilled. He can shoot the ball very well. He can play defense. Um he went on he went on a stretch earlier this season where I think he was averaging like five blocks a game for over like four games. Yeah. So I mean, he, he he can do it all. And he didn't even have the best season on his team. Yeah, he didn't. So it's a dangerous team. It's a team you gotta it's definitely a team you gotta watch out for because they are the number one the the big dog. Um, I think Kansas can do it as well. I didn't get the, I didn't get a chance to watch a whole lot of Kansas basketball this year. Um, My thing is that Big Twelve is just loaded with good loaded. teams. Yeah, like they they've they've been through the fire this mm-hmm. year. Um, not to say that Gonzaga hasn't because they were the top dog coming into the season, I believe. Um, so they've they had a tougher schedule. They got some of those bigger games. Um, but that dude, that Big Twelve was just loaded. Like I was watching the NIT tournament um, the other day. Oklahoma was playing. Montana State or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, I, I don't know who it was. I forget who it was. And Oklahoma was the number one seed. Dude, they beat them by like twenty four. I'm not surprised. And that was just like that. Just goes to show like the the level of competition. Like Oklahoma didn't even make the the Sweet Sixteen. They were like the sixth seed or whatever. Or I know. I think they were like eight or nine seed in the Big Twelve yeah. championship. And they they play some other team. They beat them by twenty four. Mm-hmm. Like just the level of competition. It does matter. Like the SEC versus like the world in football. Oh, for it sure. Matters. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's I mean, it's almost the same thing as the Big Ten. Like the Big Ten goes to the Big Ten has eight eight nine teams in the tournament. Yeah, I think they lead. Think about that. They have an eighth of the entire tournament. Yeah. Coming from coming from one conference, but I mean, for whatever reason, the Big Ten never performs incredibly well during the during the Big Dance. Um, there's always something that goes wrong for teams. Um. Case in point, already Iowa, Iowa lost. <laughs> so, so I mean, case in point, right there already. Michigan, um, quote unquote, had an upset though. It was a nine seed upsetting an eight seed, so it wasn't like truly an upset. You talking about you talking about their win today? Yeah, Michigan was the eleven. Oh, were they eleven? Colorado State was a six. Oh, I thought it was nine versus eight. That I was thinking of Memphis and Boise State. That one's on me. Yeah, yeah. Memphis is a team you got to watch out for. Also, they're very well coached with Anthony Hardaway. Yeah. Um, Penny Hardaway, for those of you who know who Penny Hardaway is, um, and I mean they have a lot of good, a lot of good guys on that team. They're going to end up playing the winner of Gonzaga and Georgia State. I say the winner because it's fifty six to fifty four with uh, twelve minutes left in the second half. Good gracious! So I'd, go, I'd go play for Penny Hardaway. So it's a close game. Yeah, I mean, why not? I'd go play for Nate Robinson given the opportunity. Shit! Eli Apple's returning to Cincinnati on a one year, four million dollar deal. I couldn't give two shits <laughs> i know you couldn't care but we hate him on this show so we do yeah we <laughs> so i figured i would just there are not a lot of people that we do hate on this show but eli apple he's uh it's a short list of eli apple and eli apple jackson Mahomes and Brittany Mahomes. they got married did they, you see that they did poor yeah. guy dude he <laughs> has gotta i hope he i hope he made her sign a prenup you think there's no way right I you think he did i don't think he did i doubt it Stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> God damn you, Vakaitis. Learn to speak fucking English. 
<laughs> Shout out Semi Pro. Shout out Semi Pro. I love that movie, man. All right, so the NBA, we were kind of kind of talking about it, but then Eli Apple stole the show. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. <laughs> Iowa stole the show. <laughs> Iowa sucks. Better than Maryland. Also, yes. <laughs> All right, so the NBA, what you got? So, so ever since we've recorded the last episode, the NBA scoring-wise has been just absolutely on fire. Uh, LeBron scored 50 twice. Kevin Durant scored 50. James Harden, no, not James Harden. Kyrie scored 60. Carl Anthony Townsend scored 60. Um, I've been a very, very big advocate of this for a while. Whenever, pe- whenever people bring up, like, oh, I think, um, like, Oh, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan would do better in today's NBA than than he would back then. Well, yeah, of course he would, because everybody else is hyper athletic, mm-hmm. can score the way he does, and nobody really plays defense. Like the NBA, the NBA now is so different. Where it's so it's like like if you're an athlete, you can literally thrive and have the best night of your career on any night on any single night. My case in point, the guy who I bring up every single time is Terrence Ross. Hmm. Terrence Ross scored 50 in a game. I guarantee you the majority of people who listen to this podcast have no clue who Terrence Ross is. So, I mean, think of it. Like, like any, any given night, the worst player in the NBA can put up 50 on someone. Any given night. Yeah. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in that. Like, you and I can sit down. What was that noise? Oh, that was my throat. I was I was I was gonna move past that, but I couldn't. Yeah, it, it sounded like a little frog. It did. Anyway, um, so there have been times where you and I are watching a game and we're like, oh, he sucks. He's trash." Case in point, Brandon Knight. Brandon Knight. Dude, there you Bra- go. Brandon Knight probably would have averaged like fifteen, probably more, probably more, probably like twenty points a game. Brandon Knight. Has been on has been on the bad end of so many highlights in his career. Yes, like he was the one who DeAndre Jordan dunked on for DeAndre Jordan's huge dunk. Kyrie Irving crossed him up during the rising during the uh, rookies during the rookie challenge. Yeah, like crossed him bad. Yeah, it wasn't it was not pretty. Brandon Knight has I've watched Brandon Knight blown wide open dunks, layups, layups, oh. whiffs them, miss misses them bad, but. There's one thing to keep in mind. On any given day, if you throw Brandon Knight into your local YMCA and think to yourself, man, I can take him, you are sadly mistaken. Yeah. Sadly mistaken. Do you take Brandon Knight back in, back in time and he probably averages 20 points a game? Oh, yeah, because like, like the level of athlete that he is compared to how like, like he is so much more athletic than Larry Bird is. Yeah. That's not a slight to Larry Bird either. No. But just just the way the modern NBA is and the way the modern NBA body is built, it's so different than it was back in the eighties and nineties. Yeah, perfect perfect example of what like whenever people say, "Oh, this guy sucks," blah 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 blah. I'm better than him. I watched Brian Scalamrine, the Red Mamba, <laughs> who averaged two minutes a game when the Celtics won the championship in 08. What a dog! I watched him. Play one on one with some random person on a uh, on a video on YouTube, and he, this and he dogged this guy. Yeah, he probably beat the living hell out of him. Beat the living hell out of him, and he said and and he said to the guy, he's like he's like just remember something. 
like like like, he, like dude was like talking trash to Brian Scalabrini. Like uh, Brian was there and he was just shooting around. He was just doing his own thing. Yeah. And these people thought it would be a good idea to record him and see if they could provoke him into, you know, playing one on one, which he did. He t- and he torched him. <laughs> Brian Scalabrini told him he's like he's like always always remember something. I am closer to LeBron than you are to me. He's not wrong. Hi, Harley. I mean, I mean, I mean, think about that. Like, like your average bench warmer, who may play once every eight games. Udonis Haslam. You, dude, you hasn't could, seen the court in like three years. You could throw Udonis Haslam into a game right now. Maybe not, not an NBA game, but if you throw him into like a rec league game, dude, he is dominating. Yeah, hasn't seen the court in like three years. Absolutely. I don't even know if he wears his jersey to the games. Dude, I mean, there was one day we were, we were playing basketball at Sandy Mount Park one day, and our boy, our, our, our boy TJ brought his, uh, brought his buddy who plays Division II basketball. Mm-hmm. This guy was clowning around. Yeah. Because he knew he was better than us. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, we got a little off topic, but, I mean, we, I mean, we really didn't. People, like... Everybody's seeing 50 points, 60 points. They're like, wow, holy crap. These guys are like really, really putting in the work. These guys, these guys could go off for a hell of a lot more. And th- like, if nobody else shot the ball. Yeah. Oh, dude. They, they, could, they could drop it in. Mm-hmm. So my question for you is, now that we are, since we are now on 60 point, 60 point game watch, who do you think scores 60 next? Devin Booker. That was my guess too. Really? Yeah. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. That that was that was my guy. I mean, he like he could like he could fill it up at a, at a big clip. Yeah. I think another. I think I think the only other person who outside of Devin Booker who I think could score sixty tonight. I don't even know if they play. If they play, then I'm gonna say it. So hold on, stand by. Stand by. I don't even know who it could possibly be. Shit. Well, there's only one game tonight. Yeah, it's Orlando and Detroit. Nobody's putting up 60 in that game. <laughs> I know we just said any of them could go on. None of them are putting up 60. Yeah, in game. they may not. Maybe score. Sadiq Bay. They may not score, dude. Sadiq they might not score 60 points total combined yeah, between might. the two. But I'm t- I'm telling you, at some point this season, the other the next name that you will see that scores 60 by the end of the year is Jason Tatum. Really? Okay. There was one guy that I wanted to say, but I don't think he's back from injury yet. Who's that? Jamal Murray. I don't think he's back from injury yet. I think yeah. he's. I think he's close to coming back, but he's not back yet. Jamal Murray could drop in sixty, dude. I mean, even Steph Curry. I mean, Steph Curry just got hurt. Yeah, he just got hurt. That was that was kind of my next guess, but then I was like, wait, didn't he just get hurt? Yeah, against dude. the Celtics. Oh, shit. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> I, w- I, w- I would do the Andre three thousands. <laughs> oh shit, from uh from semi pro, but I don't think I could do it right now. Ah, oh, shit. Um. I think I mean I mean dude I watched I watched the game where Clay Thompson literally dribbled the ball seven fucking times and he scored like sixty three. He was money. Like like come on. He might be the best catch and shoot guy in the league. <sighs> there are not a lot of guys who are better than he is. I think he's the best catch and shoot. Maybe not all time. I think Kyle Corver's still the best catch and shoot. Jason Terry also. Reggie Miller. No, nah, Reggie Miller Reggie Miller created a lot of his own shots. 
I mean, I don't want to say Ray Allen created a lot of his own shots either. He was a good catch and shoot guy, but Kyle Korver, like, dude, people forget when Ray Allen first came to the league, he was he was he was he was putting the ball down people's throats. Oh yeah, he could get up and do it. Oh, we made a yeah, good choice. We did make a good choice. But Harley's those, over there tearing up our cat tree. For those of you that listened, we put the mic on the cat tree last week. This week, we opted for something a little bit different. We put a little piece of cardboard on the table, and yep. It's, and now we're uh, now we're going. Now it's we're, holding up, dude. Nah, now, I keep peeking over at it though. I don't know if you see me. I'll be able to tell when it moves. Okay. Because, like, I'll be, like, talking over here at that point. <laughs> I'll be, like, leaning off the table. <laughs> I know nobody saw me do that, but uh, stay tuned. Oh, there you go. A little foreshadowing. Oh, my lord. <laughs> um, yeah, so that was, that was all I re- really wanted to bring up. It was just, like, like I love seeing people go for, like, 15, 60 points. I think, yeah. it's, I think it's very entertaining. Um, of, of, course, course. of course, I don't watch it happen because I couldn't tell you the last time I watched an NBA game. I'm not watching an NBA game until it's like a finals game. No, maybe, maybe, maybe conference finals. Maybe if it's a close game. If it's a good series. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah that's talk me into it. That that's that. Nothing. Nothing too too crazy. Um, let's pivot a little bit. Um, all the big news coming out of sports right now, definitely coming out of the NFL. Um, the whole tampering period started Monday. Uh, free agency officially opened, and the new league year officially started yesterday, which was Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so now teams are able to actually sign these players. Um, so I ask you, what has been your favorite signing so far in free agency? I'm definitely biased about it, but Marcus Williams to okay. the Baltimore Ravens. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely with you as far as that goes. Marcus Williams is definitely a guy who is going to help out the Ravens a lot. Um, the Ravens have been missing that ball hawk safety probably yeah. since Eric Weddle left. And no, no one's ever going to let him live down. I believe it was his rookie season. He was the safety that missed the tackle in the Minneapolis Miracle. Oh, was that him? Yes, that was Marcus Williams. Damn. I believe he was a rookie, if not a second-year player. And now he just got paid big time. Yes. He's also one of the, be- he's also one of the best safeties in the, in the NFL. Yes. He was the best, according to a lot of people's boards, he was the best free agent safety um, he was above Tyron Matthew, Quandre Diggs. Um, Quandre Diggs is a corner. I think he's a safety. Oh, you think? Yeah, I think they have him. He's a safety. Well, if he, so, so according to me, he was the second best defensive back available behind J.C. Jackson. Um, Interesting. I mean, I mean, dude, J.C. Jackson's picked off 22 passes in three years. You think at some point they figured, well, maybe we should stop throwing at this guy. I don't know. Because the, the whole thing, so personally, J.C. Jackson was my favorite signing. Yeah. Number one, because I called it. So You did call it. Checkmate. You did call um, it. But I, I, I think it was a good signing because, I mean, they, their number one guy at corner was Asante Samuel Jr. I'm not, yeah. I'm not slighting him, but he's a second-year player. It's not his father. He, he damn sure ain't his father. <laughs> Asante Samuel was a beast when he was playing, he was a dog. When he was playing in the NFL. Um, but... He was the number one. He started, he would have been the number one corner had they not gotten um, J.C. Jackson. Now that they do, it takes less, less pressure off on him, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. I think it'll help him big time. Personally, I think now the Chargers are the best team in the AFC West. I know that wasn't I, that wasn't a topic of conversation, but that's my personal opinion now. I think I'm with you on that one. That division's gone fucking breezy in free agency, dude. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean take the Broncos for example. They got Russell Wilson now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the Raiders just got Chandler Jones mm-hmm. and uh, Rocky Sin. Yep. I mean, I mean they, they gave up Yannick Ngakwe, which I think 
long run, they'll lose tax rate, but that's just my personal opinion. I agree. And then, I mean, you still have um, the Chiefs. They got Justin Reed. I don't think that helps them a, whole, a hell of a lot, but that's just I my, think it's worse than Tyron Matthew. I would agree with that. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think that's definitely the most div- most competitive division in football. Oh, bless you. Good, sir. Thank you. <clears throat> um, What was your least favorite signing? My least favorite signing was mm, probably Randy Gregory to the Cowboys. That was not nice. <laughs> I'm sure the Cowboys like. I'm sure the Cowboys didn't like that one a whole lot either. <laughs> if it makes them feel any better, we just had it done to us. Look, I'm not. I'm not willing. To, I'm not willing to get into that because I saw the note that you put down in our shared notes before we started. Yeah, and I took it off. We're not. We're not going to discuss that because we don't want to get canceled. It. It, it peed, pe- peeved me off a little bit. A little, I, little angered. Trust me, I know it did. I, I, I know it angered you. It angered me a little bit too. Um, my least favorite signing. I have mine. Honestly, you just mentioned it. Probably the Justin Reed one. You know what mine was? What was yours? Christian Kirk. I don't know if that's my least favorite signing. That's my least favorite contract. So it's my le- it's my least favorite signing and it's my least favorite contract. Dude, they overpaid they, so much for it's, him. It's crazy. There are, oh man, what is the number? I want to say about twenty two wide receivers in the NFL who are making over fifteen million dollars a year. Every single one of them, besides one, has had a thousand yard season, and that one is Christian Kirk. Dude, they overpaid him so. Oh, big time! Much. Like big so time. much money. Crazy. I don't get it. I mean, I, I don't either. I, I I guess long run it will help you out a little bit, but then again, at the same time, you still have Lavesca Chanel. Yep. Um, they let DJ Chark walk, which I don't think that was a great idea, but that's just my personal opinion. That was kind of stupid. Um, they got Zay Jones. They got Zay Jones too, who has easily the coolest get up in all of pro sports. Dude, this, uh, dude, I swear to God, it's in reverse, but I know that it's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think uh, like that contract was so bad. I think the signings ended up being even worse. <sighs> Um, that was miserable. That was a miserable contract. I mean, BTBD, you know? Ugh. Ugh. It's gross. Did you get what I said? BTBD? Bad teams, bad decisions? Mmm. Stop that down, yeah. You did. Yeah. I heard the TBD and thought to be decided. TDB? TBD. I don't know. But now that uh, now that some of the free agent moves have been done, we also decided to do a mock draft. Um, so I will um, full disclosure today is St. Patrick's Day. Um, I didn't eat a lot before I had two beers of Buffalo Wild Wings. So um, they hit me a little faster than I thought they would. <laughs> um, so I was not the most um, helpful when it came to this. <laughs> You had your moments where I was like, "Brother, what are you doing?" Yeah, I uh, so I had um, other priorities that I was that I was uh, attending to <laughs> when I was uh, sitting over in the corner on my laptop. Old Holman was like, "Oh my god, this guy!" Yeah, I'm like trying to do the mock draft. He's over here giggling like a little schoolgirl. I wasn't. Well, maybe I was. I don't know. You were giggling like a little schoolgirl. I don't know. Maybe. Well, Probably right. Okay, I'll give you that. This homegirl was texting you. Hey, hey, hey. That's all I'm going to say. Stop it. 
Don't, <laughs> don't be putting me out there like that. <laughs> I am not a whore. You are a whore. Shut up. <laughs> Talk about the mock draft, bitch. All right, so <clears throat> we did come to a, a general consensus for about the first two. It was like two. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> it was two. That was it. At, after, after that, you lost me. We talked to each other like into like the first like eight picks, and we were like, yeah, this looks good. So with the first overall pick, I think after the Ravens pick, then we were just like, "Yeah, you lost it. You oh, were completely yeah. that you didn't give a shit." Yeah, like I got like mad sleepy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you didn't give a shit. I'm still mad sleepy, but that's beside, that's beside the point. So with the first pick in the draft, we have the Jacksonville Jaguars selecting Akima Kwanu. Yeah, I think uh, just because the way that he th- this this was one of the two picks that I actually contributed for. Um, but I think just because of the way that, um, he performed at the, at the combine and, um, plus he was already, he's already trending up to begin with. Yeah. I think it's, um, I, I, I think it ends up being a very smart move and I think they take him number one. Yeah. I think it's a good move for him. Uh, like you said, he had a really, really, really good combine. Um, he was trending upwards. The backup, uh, the, the other, the other player that we, that we were considering was Evan Neal. Yeah. Uh, the tackle out of Alabama, out of Alabama. They go offensive line here. They have to like, it's just, it you, makes sense. You, you, you made a huge investment last year. Pr- protect your investment. Yeah. Um, get something to keep Trevor Lawrence upright. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't sacked as much as Joe Burrow was, but you don't want to, don't let him get to that point. Right. So that's that. With the number two pick, we have the Detroit Lions. I believe still selecting Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, uh, personally, I think I think it's just a match made in heaven. Local kid, grew up a Lions fan, goes to Michigan, dominates. He's there. I think they take him. Like that's a that's a Dan Campbell pick. Yeah, I, I mean to be honest with you, I think depending on who, like whoever had that first overall pick, like luckily the the Jaguars, like they just need offensive line more than they need edge rusher. Otherwise, I think Aiden Hutchinson would be the first overall pick. I personally think Kevon Thibodeau is going to end up being the better the better of the two pass rushers. They're, I mean, they're regardless one A one B. I personally would have taken Kevon Thibodeau just knowing that his upside, knowing his upside. But you know what you're getting every single day when it comes to Aiden Hutchinson. You, like, like you know his baseline production. Yeah, so. he's a hard worker too. Very, very hard incredibly. Yeah. With that being said. The number three pick for the Houston Texans goes to Kavon Thibodeau. Yep, already already elaborated on a little on a, a little bit already. Uh, his upside is just so high. I think it's um, I th- I think that's a, that's a pick that Lovey Smith will make. Granted, in the in the past they haven't had a whole lot of success when it when it has came to drafting uh, edge rushers high up. Mario Williams, um, da 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 da, Clowney. I was gonna say David Clowney. Uh, so, so I mean. Drafting the top, drafting a pass rusher in the top three for the Houston Texans hasn't always proved to be the wisest move, but I think uh, I, I think Kevon Thibodeau ends up being the guy that to kind of right the ship for him. Yeah, there. it's a good guy for him. Yeah, but the fourth pick, the New York Jets select Evan Neal. Yep, uh, I think they reached big time and they took Elijah Vera Tucker last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they um, and I don't think they're completely sold on Mackay Becton. Um, they just lost Moses. Yep, and they lost Morgan Moses. So I think it. Um, I I I think it really works out for him. Yeah. So yeah, that's that. I with I'm with you on that one. Pick number five, the New York Giants select Kyle Hamilton. Um. Yeah. I mean, he at at this at this point now, I think getting him getting him at pick five would be a steal. Um. I think he's probably the third best player in the draft. You think so? Uh yeah. I I would say so. I I think he's the third best behind Aiden Hutchinson and behind and behind Thibodeau. Okay. 
Um, so I think like getting him at five, I like he's tall, he's big, he's fast, he's a he's a playmaker, mm-hmm. he's a thumper. He, yeah, he, he can really do like he can really do anything you want a safety to do. I've seen a lot of comps for him as like Isaiah Simmons back when he was on Clemson. Yep, like a lot of comps and. The, the the only difference between him and Isaiah Simmons is Isaiah Simmons was all over the field. I mean, you you they lined up Isaiah Simmons at linebacker, corner. They pe- rushed him. They rushed him with to the passer. Kyle Hamilton, he stays back. He's a safety. He, he's 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 a tr- safety, true and true. That I mean, I personally think Isaiah Simmons was probably the best player in the draft coming mm-hmm. out uh, two years ago. Better than Burrow, better than better better than the rest of them. Yeah, but the fact that you didn't know where you were going to play, and that's why he that's why he dropped as far as he did. Yeah. Again, my personal opinion, I'll probably end up being wrong mm-hmm. in, in in years time. I probably already am wrong, but um, yeah, it's just that's just my opinion. My pro comp for Kyle Hamilton, not that <clears throat> I mean Isaiah Simmons is a pro. I see a little bit of a like Cam Chancellor. Yeah, just a, just a big body type of guy. Big body runs. Yeah. He dude, Cam Chancellor can play the ball. Yep. He would also take your fucking head off. Yes, he would. Ah, uh, that was like one dude. I I swear I would never want to get hit by him and Bernard Pollard. Oh God. <laughs> With the number six pick, the Carolina Panthers select Charles Cross. Yeah, this is where this is where we really flew off the handle because I said quarterback here. Um. You said Malik Willis. I'm very big on Malik Willis. I think six is way too high for him. And I mean, I mean, then again, at the same time, they could be drafting Malik Willis with anticipation of, okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna can fucking Jay Z, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna bring somebody else in, and they're and they're gonna work with him. Okay, that's my whole thought behind that. Um, because right now they're rolling into the season, I think, with Sam Darnold as a quarterback. No, they're not. But they, uh, yeah, they have Sam Darnold. P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker and Cam Newton, the origi- but he's a free agent. The original Carolina Cam. Yeah. The original Carolina Cam. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Those that know, know. <laughs> um, I mean, those are three guys. I, 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 I don't trust Sam Darnold to throw water into the ocean. No, I definitely don't. I think Cam is a uh, free agent, though, so I don't think they even have him. Okay, well, I wouldn't trust Cam Newton to do anything either. Yeah, especially that year that he had, like, five passing touchdowns, like, two years ago. Yeah, when he, you know, when he played for the Patriots. Jesus. Cam Newton screamed, I'm back, I'm back, and then I got benched the next game. <laughs> yeah, back on the bench, homie. Back on the bench. Yes, sir, where you belong. <laughs> With the number seven pick, I have the New York Giants selecting Trayvon Walker. Out of Georgia, edge rusher. He's another guy. He had a really damn good combine. He had a very, very good combine. I actually saw some pe- some people saying he jumped up as high as third, third overall. I mean, <clears throat> I don't doubt it. I mean, I mean those, I mean those, those Georgia defensive linemen, they're freaks. Yeah, they usually pan out pretty well. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never seen a Georgia defender that that, that didn't really pan out. I'm sure I've thought about it. I can think of something, but sure. Um, but yeah, I think um, I think I think it'd be a very very solid pickup for the Giants. Yeah, I agree. With the number eight pick, the Atlanta Falcons select Drake London. Yeah, so, um, it's definitely their biggest need. The number one wide receiver right now for the Atlanta Falcons is uh, Zacchaeus. Oh, Josh, I'm glad you even got that far. <laughs> uh, better than what I would have done. Yeah, he's got a he's got a very very long last name that begins with a no. Um. I'm not great at last names, so... You've had a history of being pretty bad with last names on this show. Yeah, that one I was intentionally bad with because I knew I would not have gotten it. 
Um, but right now he is there. He is the most experienced wide receiver on that receiving core right now. Yes. And he has a career total of, I believe, 52 catches. It's experience. Well, it's more experience than you and I have, but then again, at the same time, that's also more experience than a McChicken has. That's so, fair. Like, they have two wide receivers that have the same amount of NFL catches as a Big Mac. Okay, I don't exactly know what that means. Oh, I mean, meaning that they have two guys with zero career receptions. Fair. Yeah, so I think <clears throat> wide receiver is definitely the move. Because I've never them. seen I've never seen a Big Mac catch a catch a football in an NFL game before. You can find a clip, send it to us, but I'm willing to bet you can't. This year might be the year. <laughs> well, okay, I'll give you that one. Who knows? So with the ninth pick in the draft, the Seattle Seahawks got this one from Denver for the uh, Russell Wilson trade. Malik Willis. Yeah, I th- I I I think it makes sense. They, uh, they need a quarterback. They do. I don't trust Drew Locke whatsoever. Drew Locke is like we we've we've talked about this before. Drew Locke is like the perfect quarterback to send out there and to say, you know what, just go do something with the ball. You put him in a two minute drill at the end of the game when you're down thirty. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. You, that's that's really the only time he's good for it. You probably end up losing that game by forty four. <laughs> he's gonna throw two pick sixes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, like I like I love the energy that Drew Locke brings whenever he's whenever he's on the sideline and everything like that. Yeah, but once he steps on the field, it goes to shit. <laughs> oh my god! Like, like I I remember when the Ravens played Denver last season. I straight up said, like, like when we when the Ravens knocked out Teddy Bridgewater. And I saw Drew Locke trotting in the game. I don't know who I was watching the game with. I think I was at home by myself watching the game. I was actually petrified of him coming on the field. I was scared, but then again, at the same time, I'm like, okay, one of... I was texting you when this happened. Yes. One of two things is going to happen. It's just Harley. Yeah, she scared the hell out of me. She just hit me with her tail twice. Yeah. Um, But one of two things is going to happen. Either A, Drew Locke's about to come in here, he's about to uncork three 70-yard touchdown passes, and we lose by 14. Or, <laughs> well, you were, you were wrong. <laughs> um, or, Drew Locke's going to come into the game and stink it up. Well. And he did. He did the second half of that. Yes, he did. Shut up. It's the neighborhood kids, bro. I can't do anything about it. I'll go chase my way with a sock. Get Pooh Shice to go do it. <laughs> <laughs> that bastard so anywho i have well we have i should say the, the children out in the hallway you. are distracting us you yeah you have. with the 10th pick in the draft the the um the jets select ahmad gardner oh i did i did make this pick you did make this one yeah i like he's like perfect for new york yeah makes sense like just makes sense with the 11th pick, the Washington Commanders select Garrett Wilson. Um, this isn't one of their needs, according to Pro Football Focus, the uh, the like mock draft simulator we're using. <laughs> you look like you're just seizing. I am seizing. But I think if you're going out and getting Carson Wentz, um, 
you know, you got him at quarterback. You got Scary Terry at wide receiver. You might as well get, go get another Ohio State guy. And they already have Curtis Samuel, so they'll have three of them. They do have Curtis. Oh, heavens. Yeah, that's They're just, about to be something. That just crossed my mind. Yeah. I plus, didn't even think about that. Plus Antonio Gibson. They got J.D. McKissick back, who spurned the, uh, <laughs> who spurned the Bills. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. The Bills are just never going to figure out the run game. They have Josh Allen. He'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, that's all they need. He'll get a figure. He'll, he'll he'll figure it out. He'll score all the rushing the rushing touchdowns. What's what's, uh, what's 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 there to worry about? Okay. What are you doing? I just watched my cat bite the cat tree. Now she's tearing it up. She is a menace. With the twelfth pick in the draft, of the Minnesota Vikings select Tyler Linderbaum. They need help on the offensive line. He's the best interior offensive lineman. I think it just makes sense. This was one guy I was hoping would fall to us, but I don't think he does. I tried to do everything in my power to make sure he did fall to us, but then again, I got to a point where I'm like, I literally could not think of another name besides Linderbaum. Yeah, I mean, he, he just makes too, sense, too much sense. It says they need help at center, so it makes sense. I think every single team in the NFL needs help at center, probably besides the Chiefs. <sighs> the Bucks are good. They got Jensen back. Oh. Yeah, I forgot about that. With the 13th pick, the Cleveland Browns select George Carliftus. Yeah, I think I think they lose Clowney, so they they'll definitely need a running mate next to um <coughs> next to Miles Garrett, so. Yeah, it's a good pick for them. Yeah. Uh with the 14th pick, the Baltimore Ravens select Derek Stingley Jr. If he makes it to us, I don't think we pass him. There's no way. No, I mean, I think he's the most talented corner in the draft. Yes. Um that's my personal opinion. Um, but of course him having the injury that he has right now, not being able to, uh, perform a pro day and his, uh, and the combine, um, it's going to make him fall in the draft. Hopefully he falls right to the Ravens because if we can have Marcus Williams, um, old Chucky Marlowe, um, Mr. Gang member himself and Derek Stingley, that's a scary ass secondary. Yeah, I mean, you got Marlowe in the slot, Derek Stingley, and Marcus Peters on the outside. Right. Then Marcus Williams and Chuck Clark on the back end. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, we also still have Tony Jefferson sitting in our pocket. Yeah, we have Tony Jefferson, we have Geno Stone, Brandon Stevens. So we, or Darius Washington. Or Darius Washington. So, I mean, we have a lot of guys just sitting sitting in the pocket. Um, so it's a, it's a scary secondary. And I think I I think we'll end up signing somebody else as well because I think we'll just address it now while we can. Yeah. With, with getting another corner. So Yeah, well. That's that. We got the cap space now that we didn't get an edge rusher. Shithead. <sighs> yeah, I'm mad about it. Uh, with the 15th pick, the Philadelphia Eagles select Devin Lloyd. I think they just need help at linebacker. They need at, help on the defense. At this point now, these picks are going to be just as a shock to me as they are to the rest of you guys. <laughs> yeah, this is, this is where I, I'm going to be 100% honest. I picked Devin Lloyd, and then after this, I don't really remember a whole lot of them. With uh, 16, I have the Eagles selecting David Ajobo, edge rusher out of Michigan. Okay. I think it's a good pick for him. They need help on the edge. 17, uh, I got the Chargers selecting Jordan Davis. I remember this pick, yeah. Yeah, this is a good pick for that. That one kind of pisses me off because I said Jordan Davis at 14. Yeah, I mean, look, I sent you a text message last night under the pretense that Zadarius Smith was signing with us. Yeah. I said you got Zadarius Smith and Adafi away on the outside. Then we bring back Clayus Campbell. We have Clayus Campbell and Jordan Davis on the interior run a 4-3 defense. Dude, where are you going? You're not going at your office isn't going anywhere. You can't block all four of them with five guys. Dude, Jordan Davis runs fa- runs a faster forty than Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, he's only, he's almost double the size of Patrick Mahomes. He's that, yeah, he's double the size of him. He's like six eight three sixty. He's gonna get a lot of roughing the passer calls for his body weight falling on quarterbacks. He might actually kill somebody. Can't wait. That'd be cool. Can't wait. Um, with the eighteenth pick, 
I have the Houston Texans selecting Trent McDuffie, and this comes from a trade with the New Orleans Saints for Deshaun Watson. We were wrong about the fact that we said within 36 hours there'll be a trade. Um, I thought you said 36 days. <laughs> I know you didn't. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh... I had, to, I had to peek just to make sure there wasn't any like breaking news or anything. So I had to, but we we have nothing on nothing on Deshaun Watson yet. No, other than the fact that it came down, uh, it came out earlier that it was down to the Saints and the Falcons. I think the Saints end up getting him. Yeah, just me. Um, with the nineteenth pick, I have the Philadelphia Eagles selecting Chris Olave. No, then they help a wide receiver big time because JJ Arthur White side sucks. Yes. Um, at 20, I have the Pittsburgh Steelers selecting Trevor Penning. I think that's a good pick for them. Yep, they need help at line. I'd rather them not get him, but I think that's a good pick. I think I think they'll end up taking a quarterback, but that's just my personal opinion. No, I don't think they do in the first round, not after sl- signing uh, Mitch Trubisky. You know, it's funny. After the Steelers signed Mitch Trubisky, their Super Bowl odds before signing him were at plus 6,600. After they signed him, they jumped up to plus 7,500. See, I think that's so stupid. There's no way that Mitch Trubisky gives them a worse odd to win the Super Bowl than well, it's the whole Mason s- Rudolph, it's- <laughs> Josh Dobbs, Alpecia Headass, and Dwayne Haskins. There's no way. Yeah, between between a guy who got his head bashed in with a helmet, his own helmet, yeah, his own helmet. Uh, Josh Dobbs is bald. Which I, I mean I don't I, like I'm not knocking Josh Dobbs because I was bald for I was gonna say you were bald for a little while there yeah for for a good while actually and then I'm pretty sure Dwayne Haskins doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground <laughs> so he definitely doesn't it, I mean I I think it's really just the whole stigma surrounding Mitch Trubisky because it's like oh Mitch Trubisky I don't think he was the problem in Chicago either I knew he wasn't was he the solution no. You know, you know, since 2018, Mitch Trubisky has the fifth highest winning percentage among current NFL quarterbacks? I believe that. Yeah. He wasn't the problem. Behind people like Lamar. Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like, he's behind, he's behind all those guys, so, I mean. Yeah, I believe it. He, like, he, 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 he definitely wasn't the problem. It's just, when you draft a guy number two overall, you expect him to do better things. Be more consistent. Now, when you pass up on a guy like Deshaun Watson to go get him, there's well, a little bit of... Well, that's that's neither here nor there. True. With the twenty first pick, uh, I have the Patriots selecting Andrew Booth Jr. I didn't contribute for that one. I do remember that. Yeah, cornerback out of Clemson. Twenty two, I have the Raiders selecting Traylon Burks, wide receiver out of Arkansas. Uh twenty three, the Cardinals selecting Kyer Elam, quarterback out of cornerback out of Florida. Is he corner or defensive back? I thought he was uh, I thought he was listed as a safety. They have him listed as a corner. Okay. So, um, at 24, the Cowboys selecting Bernhard Raymond, tackle out of Central Michigan. They just released Leo Collins, so they need a little help there. Um, I got the Bills at 25, selecting Jamison Williams. I think they can wait a few weeks for him to get back, get healthy. That's a good pair up. Weeks? He won't play at all this year. Yeah, probably right. <laughs> but with Jamison Williams, I mean, there was, there was a lot of talk around him. Oh, shit. Whoa. Shit. <laughs> Shit. There was a lot of talk about Jameson Williams possibly running a sub 4240 at the combine. He might have. Like pe- like people at Alabama and very and people that are very close to him, a lot of people said that Jameson Williams could have run a sub 4240. That'd have been cool to watch. Oh, that would have been crazy. 
At 26, I have the Tennessee Titans selecting Jermaine Johnson, the second edge rusher out of Florida State. I think it's a good pick for them. I think they need a little help on the offensive line. What's up? Baltimore Ravens adding Michael Pierce. Three years, $16.5 million. Okay. Welcome back. We at least brought one guy back to the defensive line. Back to the draft. Fuck. <laughs> At 27, I have the Bucks selecting Zion Johnson, guard out of Boston College. I just, I don't know what else they need. I'll be honest with you. Like, they don't need wide receiver. They're I was, good. I was far from lost at this point, so. But yeah. They, 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 you, don't have to, you don't have to ask me anything because these are all new to me. Yeah. Like, I don't know what else they need. They need, they need help a guard. They but did, that, they did get uh, Shaq Mason, uh, you know, Tom brought, brought his buddy over from, from. Then again, at the same. Then again, at the same time, I really only pay attention up until around where the Ravens pick. That is very fair. Because after that, I really could care less who gets drafted where. That's fair. Washington, I care about for other reasons, but that's just me. Yeah, I mean, no slight to Washington, but they usually end up picking before us. Uh huh. Yeah. They just they have Dan Snyder as an owner, so yep. They tend to not make good decisions. It starts from the top. Bad teams, bad decisions, yep. Yep. Uh, at 28, I have the Green Bay Packers selecting Kenyon Green, guard out of Texas A&M. just think they need help with the offensive line. Uh-huh. I don't really know what else they draft there. I don't think there was a receiver worth taking in the first round. That will definitely help your uh, $200 million investment in Aaron Rodgers when he's at the age of 30, 36, 37. Yeah. Yeah. At 29, I got the Dolphins taking Devontae Wyatt, defensive interior, interior defensive lineman out of Georgia. I didn't even know. I, I I straight up said to you, I didn't even know the Dolphins drafted this late. It was a trade with San Francisco. The trade line trade, I'm assuming. Probably. Uh, at 30, the Chiefs selecting N'Kobe Dean, linebacker out of Georgia. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> at 31, I the just, I hate that team. Bengals selecting Abraham Lucas, tackle out of Washington State. <laughs> yeah, that's a team I, I hate too. I don't even know who the fuck he is. Um, and then at 32, the Lions selecting Sam Howell. Yeah, they. I think they'll. I think they're going to be ready to move on from Jared Goff. Yeah, I agree. Um, with all that being said, it, it unfortunately made me do a three round draft. So I ended up like just I had to click through the rest of the picks. So I just took the best available um, for every team. And in the second round, with the forty fifth overall pick, the Ravens select Matt Corral. How cool is that? It's lit. It's lit. So I just thought that was a you know that was a that was a fun little one. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if I can uh, if I can even like download this to post it on our IG like I did uh, the other one. Like I did the other one. I don't know, maybe I'll keep it all. Maybe I'll keep it up here on my laptop and I'll I'll do it on my phone so I can screenshot and post go. it. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll get there. Um. So yeah, I mean that's uh that's kind of what's going on there. Um, man, the Michael Pierce. I don't know if I. I'm not a big fan of that signing. Michael Pierce was a good run stopper when he was with us. I like Michael Pierce a lot. I was disappointed when he left. Yeah. I mean, he was. I, I kind of wish. I told you, with Zadarius Smith backing out, um, backing out of the deal, I was really hoping we would take that. I mean, granted, it doesn't look, it didn't look like we were signing, paying him much. It looked like we were paying him about $8 million a year. Zadarius Smith. Yeah. Like, that's what the contract was, which is like super, super underpaid for a really good uh, edge rusher. So uh, I'm not super mad that he. He ended up backing out. Right. Um, it is what it is, but with uh, with now that we be- now we definitely have more money to sign people. 
yeah, I was really hoping we would go get somebody like uh, Bobby Wagner still sitting there. I don't know how. Um, Relax. And then uh, Stefan Gilmore. It's okay. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. Zadarius, I will buy you a crab cake if you come sign with the Ravens. He's... Stop. Just one crab. You're only getting one crab cake. I don't make as much money as you. That's all I can afford, but I will buy you a crab cake. It may not be a good one, but I'll buy you one. It'll at least be from the state of Maryland. <laughs> yeah, I know I said I live in Pennsylvania, but it, I will buy you one from the state of Maryland. Yeah, you'd be doing You a, know they're different. You'd be doing them a disservice if you tried to buy them a crab cake from, from, uh, from Pennsylvania. What if I went elsewhere? Like, what if I went to, like... Texas. Wyoming. Ugh. I just chose like a real weird state. Oh my god! I can buy you a Maryland style crab cake from the state of Wyoming. You know that motherfucker sucks. No, oh, has to. Ugh, has to. Gross. So something else is. So, this is so something that's kind of funny in the uh, in the NFL right now. So there's a there's there's a big child fight going on up in Cleveland right now. It's a couple of toddlers pl- not playing nice in the sandbox. Yeah, like like so, like someone stole so much someone's uh. Someone's action figure in the sandbox, and now they're fighting over it. Yada yada yada. So Baker Mayfield, two days ago, uh, posted posted a goodbye to the fans of Cleveland. This was, of course, during the time where they were interviewing Deshaun Watson, and so it was widely considered that Baker Mayfield could be on the move for Deshaun Watson. the The Browns have since been been informed that they're no longer in the running to receive Deshaun Watson. Yep. Um, so to respond to that, Baker Mayfield requested a trade and the Browns said, no, we're not going to trade you. So this is what a day, two days after a day after it was reported that the Browns said they want an adult, an adult adult, at quarterback. Well, who's the fucking adult here? Yeah. Like it's not you. you you know what this is? This is this is this is two things. Number one, this is a giant ass pissing contest. I hope Baker Mayfield holds out and doesn't play. I couldn't give two shits what happens. Number look, number one, I don't think Baker Mayfield is worth a darn no matter where he goes. I don't think he's that bad, dude. Dude, he took the flipping shit stain that was the Browns. And won them football games his is, rookie season. Is the Browns. I was. Yeah, they. I mean, they still are the shit stains. Dude, he flipped them in, got them wins his rookie season when he wasn't even deemed the starter as the number one overall pick. They were still rocking with Tyrod Taylor till he got hurt, but Tyrod couldn't get him wins. Baker took him to the playoffs, beat the Steelers, beat the shit out of the Steelers, in the playoffs. Number one, the Steelers beat the shit out of themselves. That's fair. That game was a disaster from the start. Yes. But think of it this way. The Browns could have had Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. They could have. But they didn't. They also so could, it is they, what it they is. They also could have drafted Josh Rosen. They also could have drafted Josh Rosen. That is fair. Yeah. But Baker walked into the fucking shit show that was the Cleveland Browns, is the Cleveland Browns. I say was just because I'm talking past tense of him walking in there. Okay. Like they were a dysfunctional organization. He's had like four head coaches in four years or something along those lines. He's had multiple different, you know, his his one head coach got hired midseason because they fired his other head coach. It Like it was a disaster. He's 
like it's just been a dumpster fire from the jump when he got there and he's turned them into people are actually talking about the Cleveland Browns and maybe making, you know, they're like, "Oh, well, you know, they could they could make the playoffs. They could be dangerous." So say what you want about him, but dude, there's not many quarterbacks that are going into that fucking dumpster fire and are elevating their team. There's not many quarterbacks. I don't know, man. I like I've never been a fan of the kid. I thought it was a reach when they took him number one. I had a feeling they were going to, but I thought it was a reach. Um, I just think it's absolutely hysterical. I mean, I think it's funny, too. I think the Browns are fucking terrible. Like, their organization, their owner, their GM, the the whole, like, brass of it should be a shame. They're a joke. I could run the organization better than they could. They're a joke. I mean, we probably couldn't, but we probably could at the same time. We could. We'd just ask Google what to do. We'd still run the organization better than they could. Siri, flip a coin. Yeah. Do I don't s- know what to do here. Do we sign this person or do we sign this person? Flip a coin. Yeah. I, uh, we'd still have a better team. You're probably right. We'd run the team better. Flipping right. a coin with fucking Siri. You're probably right about that. I, 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 just, I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell They're you. They're a joke. Oh, yeah. I always knew they were a joke. So I, I hope Baker holds out. And he's like, fine. You don't want to trade me? Well, I'm not going to play. Like, as a Ravens fan, I've never taken the Browns seriously. Well, it's fair. Like, never have. I don't think I ever will. I hope he holds out. I mean, it'd be hysterical if he does. Like, could you imagine if he holds out and they just, they just absolutely shit the bed? Or could you imagine they hold out and they actually win games? I don't think they would. I don't know. But, it, you know, I, I, like, I don't know why you would want to get why you would want to trade now. But then again, at the same time, dude, he, like, Baker Mayfield couldn't do Jack Poo with Jarvis, Odell, Austin Hooper, David Njoku, mm-hmm. and uh, Harrison Bryant. They have Kareem Hunt. Uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb, yep, that's what it was. And they have a great offensive line. The defense, The defense is pretty good. And they still suck. They still suck. I don't know, buddy. Look, I'm not saying Baker's the answer there. I'm not saying Baker is, like, in the top two categories. Like, he's not, like, elite or anything like that. Is he an average quarterback? Yes. Can he win games? Yes. If you ask me, I'd put Baker Mayfield on the the below average side of quarterbacks. No. In the NFL. Average. That's, gonna, that's another conversation for another day because your boy needs a nap. You can't have it. Well, too bad. I'm taking one regardless. <laughs> Fair. Well, one more thing. One more thing I want to address. This is a rather quick episode. How much time we at? Um. Well, the timer says an hour and five minutes, but it might not actually be that long because we spent a lot of time dicking off before we actually hopped into the Good episode. Point. Good point. So I'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and leave this one there. This is also this is also stemming from a question that uh, my cousin Tyler asked us that you didn't add, but luckily I remembered. I was getting to it, and then I saw that you had added it in there, so I didn't say anything. I didn't put it in there. Gotcha. So Alex Ovechkin, Alex Ovechkin passed Yamir Yager for the third most go- goals all time in NHL history. So Tyler's question. I'm paraphrasing, of course, as I can't remember exactly how he worded it. 
even though I didn't read it, you read it to me. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants to know if we think if Alex Ovechkin stays healthy through the duration of his contract, will he end up passing Wayne Gretzky? Simp- to put it simply, yes. So it was he, the way he worded it, and I'm sorry if I get it wrong, but I'm almost positive I'm right here. It was he signed a contract, a five-year deal in 2021. Do you think he stays healthy for all five years, and do you think he passes Wayne Gretzky? Help. Okay, so healthy for all five years, no. Like, um, does he play all five years of his contract? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll definitely play all five years of his contract. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if by the last two years we suck ass and we possibly move him. It wouldn't shock me. Um, but I think, I think he'll end up breaking the record with the Capitals. Like, okay. As a member of the Capitals, he'll break the record. I mean, if you think about it now, he is... Is it like 127? He's 127 behind Gretzky. Mm-hmm. He's at 37 goals so far this season. Yep. There's about 20 or so games left. He scores a goal about every three quarters of a game, or game and a quarter, something like that. Something. Like He's he, he is, or maybe a game and a half, or maybe every two games. It's something like that. But he, but it, like he, he scores at a rather high clip. Yes. Um. So if you take that into consideration. If he scores a game, if he scores one goal every two games, he'll have about eleven more goals this season. That'll put him at forty-eight. Yep. At the age that he is, did your computer screen just go dark at the same time I did? Uh, no. No. Sorry. It's okay. But um, at the at the rate he's going, he will not only break the record. I think he'll shatter it. I just think he'll absolutely shatter the record. Okay. I think he'll score about 900 goals. 900 goals in his career. Mm. No one's going to touch that. No. Yeah, that's going to happen. I think, the, I think the only person who would actually have like a relative um, relative shot at breaking it just because of the way that he scores the puck as well is Austin Matthews. But then again, at the same time, he does a whole lot more than just actually score. And the Toronto Maple Leafs have other guys who can score as well. So I think... Um, what about that kid, Connor McDavid? Connor McDavid is way too skilled to just be a to just be a goal scorer. Yeah, he I've I've seen a few of his uh a few of his games and that dude just is wild. It's a, it's the same thing when Crosby came to the league. Like Crosby was so skilled, he did like Crosby could do everything well. Like really, really well. But he was never like 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 his game never required him to focus on one singular aspect of the game. Yeah. Like Alex Ovechkin, his whole thing when he got drafted was this kid can score the puck, and he's going to fucking do it a lot. Yeah. And he's at third all time mm. in goals now. So, yep. I mean, even even Wayne Gretzky has said that he thinks he will break it, and he hopes he breaks it. I mean, I mean the, that's kind of cool to the, get that pass. The greatest hockey player of all time is yeah. saying, I hope he breaks my record. Yeah. Like, a, like it's dope. I think he, he just wants to see somebody break it. Like, he, he's, he's, it, if, if Ovechkin doesn't break it, Wayne Gretzky will never see anybody break his record. No. So I think it's one of those things where it's like, nope. if it's going to be broken, I at least want to see it broken. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. That's just what I think. Well, I also don't think there's anybody else in the NHL who can actually go off for 60 goals in a season like Ovechkin can. That's fair. At this point now. That is fair. I'll give you that one. Like, it's so, like, it's so, like, hockey is so positionless now at this point. Like, you have forwards who are, who, like, who are enforcers. Yeah. You have defensemen who are, sh- who sh- who are shooting the puck. Mm-hmm. Like, like, the Capitals are a perfect example. We have John Carlson, who's one of the best scoring defensemen in the NHL. We have Tom Wilson, 
We have Tom Wilson. We have Tom Wilson. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Tom Wilson's this great enforcer. Like he gets suspended three times a year, and I love it. Um, I don't love that he gets suspended, but I I love all the antics that he does. But even Tom Wilson is still a very very good scorer of the puck between mm-hmm. assists and goals. He's a very very offensively skilled player. Yeah, he just hits the hell out of people every chance he gets. I love it. Um, so yeah, Tyler, to answer your question. I don't think he, I don't think he plays every single game of the five year deal, but I still think he does break the record. Yeah, I don't think he plays all all games of the contract. I don't even know if that's necessarily what he was asking, but um, yeah, he I think he plays all five years. Yeah, um, and I think he I think he breaks the record. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I mean, um, Jeebus. Oh god! My headset started falling off on me. Yeah, I mean, it, like, like it'll be great. It'll, it'll probably, what it'll probably be. That's probably the only thing I'm still waiting to see in hockey. Yeah, it's just him break the record. I've seen the Caps win the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Um, so I can check that off my bucket list of things I want to see before I, before I die in my sports life. I'm, I'm 24. The fact that I'm already talking about this stuff is ridiculous. But anyway, let's say he has a shot at breaking the record, and it's a home game. How much do you think those tickets cost? Oh man. It'll probably be the most expensive ticket in, in uh, hockey history. Think so? Probably be. I don't. I don't know. It'd probably be like three hundred dollars for nosebleeds. Probably right. Yeah. Would you pay it? <sighs> you're a bit. You're okay. So I'm just getting into hockey. So I probably wouldn't pay it. But you've been a hockey fan a lot longer than I have. Yeah. You're a really big Ovechkin fan. Um, you're a really big Caps fan. So just just out of curiosity, <sighs> man. Maybe, three, maybe like you and Ty. Three hundred dollars for a ticket to the Caps game. Like let's say let's say That's he's let's say he's tied with Gretzky, right? Like he is tied. Coming in, they're playing the Minnesota Wild. Four years from now. Jesus. Let's say it's I don't even know. Let's say it's gonna it's gonna end up being January. January 23rd, I don't even know what that, January 23rd, the Minnesota Wild are going to be coming to Washington. He will be tied with Gretzky. Are you buying a ticket? Four years from now? Four years from now. January 23rd, 2026. Let's see here. What day of the week is is that going to be? It's a Friday. It's a Friday, January 23rd, 2026. Um. Well, you see. Um. At some point, hopefully sooner rather than later, we're going to be uh like running our own like little sports empire here. Yeah. So we'll be able to go see this. Yeah. Um. Gosh, I don't know. Three hundred dollars. See, the last last time that I spent over two hundred dollars for a sporting <laughs> event was when the Ravens played the Titans at home in the divisional round. Yeah, I got fired from my job two weeks later, and yeah. we lost. Yeah, and it wasn't great. Yeah, so I'm very wary of spending over two hundred dollars for tickets again. Fair, it's fair. I'll give you that one. See, the whole thing that's really prevented me from saying yes is the fact that I'd have to go deal with the people in D.C. <laughs> that's fair. They would probably riot and burn the city down. And also, like, like I could go to a Ravens game 
spend $300 for tickets and have a great time. Yeah. Not saying that I wouldn't have a great time at the Capitals game, but go figure. The one game that I would go to, either A, we'd lose 5 nothing, or B, we'd win 5 nothing, and Novechkin wouldn't even score. He wouldn't even score. <sighs> and then we'd go fly across the country to Los Angeles, and he'd score in the first five minutes of the game. Yeah. Like they win the they win the open the you know the opening phase off the puck drop, and you just right into the the attack, offensive zone and just, just buries it. Yeah, it just hits a little fucking wrister. That'd be wild. I can't answer that question right now. Okay, that's fair. I'll give you that one. Ask ask me. January seventeenth of two thousand twenty six, which will literally be a week before that game. <laughs> Which, if we're still if we're still operating on our Friday schedule, we will be recording. We might be recording. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. All right, that's fair. Well, let's get the hell out of here so you can get home, get a nap before you got to go to work. Thank you. I got you, buddy. Yeah, I'm sleepy. All right, we will. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Yeah. Have a good weekend, guys. See you guys. Thank you.